0: I think a lot has been said about metaverse is definitely a, a, a hyped uh, word uh, right now. That will at some point land into an official dictionary um, uh, soon. And uh, I think uh, everybody can you know, argue uh, about how hyped uh, or how um, real or tangible this is going to be in the near future. But nobody can deny or should deny the fact that uh, it has the potential to have a profound uh, Um, impact on on society
1: the word metaverse may initially bring to mind a science fiction novel but the possibilities the metaverse may bring are close to being a reality and it might turn the way we live upside down
2: i think uh, there are benefits for the users for the companies even for in the workspace also there are big uh, benefits and opportunities because of all the new roles and and yeah that, that will be needed to to create the, the metaverse okay and uh, also um, benefits <laughs> for the people who who will be creating this right uh, so it will allow us to to create like new tools okay new ways to connect again to people consumers users everywhere around the world
1: At Globent, we help companies around the world reinvent themselves and find their way forward through digital and cognitive transformation. We help them create a way forward. Welcome to season two of Unscripted Tech, a Globent original podcast about the trends that are changing how the technology game is played and about what we do with them. My name is Rebecca Reed and I'm a content strategist at Globent. Over the next six episodes, we'll be talking about technology trends that are changing the game for companies across all industries. Each episode will feature conversations with Globers from around the world, disruptors, trailblazers and igniters that will channel innovation and creativity to provide a better understanding of what comes next with each of these tech trends. Let's dive into season two of Unscripted Tech. The idea of metaverses can be difficult to grasp, especially because they still don't exist per se. But maybe your kids play Roblox, or you've watched Ariana Grande's show on Fortnite. While those are video games, not metaverses, they offer a glimpse of the possibilities of how these virtual worlds connect to the physical one.
0: Companies should should start thinking about it now, rather than wait for the you know the the, the train to go and and then uh, having to catch up. You know, there's an opportunity right now for a lot of companies to build a competitive advantage by uh, trying and, and piloting uh, some experiments.
1: Fabian Rosini has been a Glober for just four months, but a client of the company for the last six years. He's a Metaverse advisor and he is also co-leading the Metaverse studio in EMEA.
2: We should learn from, from the experiences of the past when the internet first started and the first, like, uh, let's say, the Silicon Valley uh, people started. There were things that were not considered. Of course, because everything was new. but we should consider these past challenges, okay and put them on the table from the beginning when we start talking about like building new uh, metaverses. We should be more responsible and try to include like uh, everyone and having more diverse conversations about uh, creating these metaverses.
1: Veronica Futaoka points out just one of the many challenges that metaverses bring along with them. Veronica has been part of Globent for nine years. She's currently a product director and along with Fabian is ready to assess the many challenges and opportunities associated with the metaverse. I'm going to get the ball rolling. What is the
2: metaverse to you? I always uh, like to mention like the the, the, the progression, the history of, of where we are at, at a technological level. And I always remember I'm from the generation that Uh, used to go to the library, to the physical library, to to study or to make phone calls uh, through a wire phone. (laughs) Uh, And I like to see, like, the evolution, like, telling, uh, remembering, like, the 90s when the web 1.0 appeared for the first time with the internet and we had all the uh, access to data uh, at a speed and scale without... Uh, presidents, okay, and then when uh, uh, during the 2000s, okay, uh, we started having like social networks and with the web dot dot zero, uh, starting connecting people, okay, and we started having like a a digital uh, e-commerces, okay, so then we have like a IoT with the internet of, of, of things, Okay, connecting things. And now we're talking, we're starting talking, to talk about like metaverse and all web 3.0 that it's starting to to connect not only people, but also like people, places uh, and things. And now we're beginning to talk about like uh, also the internet of, of places and internet of uh, the uh, propriety. Okay. Uh, through technologies like blockchain, uh, NFTs, or fungible and non-fungible tokens, and uh, starting to create like these unique digital identities uh, that are uh, verifiable and secure. Uh, so I think the metaverse is like the convergence now of uh, our physical and, and, and digital plus virtual worlds where we will start having these uh, virtual identities also. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I believe, <laughs> or that I, until now, I think it's uh, what the metaverse will be.
0: Yeah, the, the metaverse is, uh, is also mainly a buzzword right now, and, and mostly uh, undefined uh, concept uh, of, I, I think I agree, what uh, should be the next wave of the internet. It has actually no official definition in the dictionary uh, right now. But I would say, uh, yeah, it's definitely an evolution of the Internet, a constellation of interconnected virtual experiences or digital experiences with a few main characteristics. Um, The first one is persistent, uh, meaning that uh, even while you're away, things are happening and are changing the world. Uh, It's mainly social uh, because it enables people to interact and and be with each other. can be user-defined, user-generated, meaning that content is created and shared by users, and interconnected, uh, interoperable, or interdroppable, uh, meaning that you can move content and experience from one platform or an ecosystem to another. Um, And also, um, I like the idea of uh, uh, the fact that it's the fourth, potentially the fourth era of computing and networking. The first era was in the 1950s about mainframe computing, and then we move into the 80s to personal computers and the internet. And you know, in 2000, uh, we started moving into mobile and cloud computing, and the metaverse and Web three is uh, is the next thing.
1: So, what do you see as the main benefits of the metaverse?
2: I think it's it will be, it will bring us like a uh, new ways to connect i think the the, the main thing here is like we uh, um, we're talking also about like a uh, connecting how we we connect we we keep connecting with uh, with others with other people i think that uh, especially now after covid or during covid uh, it's been reinforced that we as human we need to uh, we have this fundamental like desire to gather or communicate socialize etc and these new technologies that are uh, enabling the metaverse uh, will keep allowing us that that and we see that uh, especially i think metaverse uh, one of the fundamentals of metaverse are the communities now if we remember like uh, in the past also like when the first social media platforms uh, appear we can say that uh, <laughs> they were looking for that like connecting people but then they they became like other things and then like it, it was transforming and other things and then people keep looking for other places also to uh, where they can connect uh, so I think that is the one of the things and of course uh, it's enabling us uh, as i said still connecting still the create uh, creator community okay now we will have also a uh, benefits here because it it's not only uh, it will not only be like companies creating the content but now it's the user the community is creating and in many cases it's the communities being able to to, uh, to make a living of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can add very quickly on, uh, there are many, uh, I mean, many uh, uh, of these benefits are, are yet to be defined, but uh, I agree with uh, uh, pretty much everything and uh, what I just heard, but, uh, but also for companies and, and businesses, uh, it's an opportunity uh, to offer new ways to engage with their users and offer more immersive experiences and uh, which of course open new ways to communicate and, and, and uh, stay in touch and, and also monetize your users so I think there there's a uh, yeah this connectivity also I'll give you another example from a, from user point of view on on existing uh, platforms such as Roblox. my son is 11 and we moved from uh, Canada to uh, Copenhagen three years ago and he's still in touch with the, his friends from uh, from school uh, through his religious uh, play session on every Saturday with uh, uh, through Roblox. And uh, and he has kept his relationship, uh, which was, you know, uh, uh, crazy. Uh, and in previous generation, you, you would have lost this touch, or, but uh, I think this is a, an interesting uh, um, connection of community and a good example.
2: Yeah, and I would like to add, yeah, because I, maybe I was focusing too much on the communities, but as Fab said, I think uh, there are benefits for the users for the companies even for in the workspace also there are big uh, benefits and opportunities because of all the new roles and and yeah that, that will be needed to to create the, the metaverse okay and uh, also um, benefits <laughs> for the people who who will be creating this, right? Uh, so it will allow us to to create like new tools, okay, new ways to connect again to people, consumers, users uh, everywhere around the world.
1: So that connection piece seems to be a really interesting aspect to the metaverse. And you mentioned that your son plays Roblox. How has gaming pioneered
2: the metaverse? I think the gaming industry has been uh, one of the main enablers because historically, like, one, because they, they, they've they been creating these spaces that started to be uh, just games, as we say, right? But then uh, at a technological level also, these platforms enable, like, the multiplayer uh, ability, okay? And that is connecting also with, Infrastructure. And why I'm mentioning this? Because as we, as most of us know, for example, when all this metaverse uh, BuzzFeed started, uh, the, the first and the main examples uh, we were talking about was like Fortnite or even Roblox that uh, Fabi is mentioning. But for example, the concert in Ariana Grande or uh, in, in Fortnite, right? Or, or the several. Concerts that happen in Fortnite, for example, why was uh, that so important? Uh, It was not only because it was like okay in a in a gaming platform, but because that gaming platform allowed millions of uh, users and and players being um, connecting and experiencing together at the same time. Okay, so that wouldn't have been. Uh, been possible in the past uh, without like a infrastructure. We we'll always forget like more the technical aspect of that. Okay, so those are the things that the gaming industry has been working on. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's uh, they've been pioneering also on the um, development or the distribution models they have in the in the gaming industry, which they 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 are very focused on. Okay, testing or uh, testing. And seeing how it evolves, and then uh, keep uh, evolving on that, right? And I think with metaverse, it's because it's on its birth, so we will need those type of things also, like uh, that. Okay, let's test. Let's see how it, how the users are, how it, this uh, works, and then uh, iterate and keep uh, moving forward.
0: I've worked most of my uh, career uh, working life in in the gaming industry, so uh, I I can say that, yeah, the gaming has always been on the forefront of 3D user experiences, creating 3D worlds with avatar creation, customization, massively online world, uh, integrating tools to communicate, trade, share, and build uh, together. Uh, Today, uh, game engines such as uh, Unreal and Unity are widely used. to build digital spaces uh, well beyond games actually uh, but also in the, in traditional industries like uh, car industries but also architecture but there's also an interesting you know i think the day after uh, mark zuckerberg uh, announced uh, uh, the change of uh, uh, the company uh, to uh, from facebook to meta i think tim sweeney uh, uh, tweeted uh, something like uh, uh, he had uh, uh, the metaverse aspiration for a very, very long time, and it started with a uh, text chat in real time three D with three hundred polygon uh, strangers. And he was referring to, uh, uh, I think, nineteen ninety four uh, version of Unreal, uh, which was you know a first person shooter with uh, online capabilities and chat capabilities. So, in a way, uh, this is exactly the the the, 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 the pillars of uh, what the metaverse needs to be. Exactly what, as Vero said, uh, are coming from from the gaming world back. From early uh, online gaming, um, well games uh, back in the '90s or early '90s, but also uh, agree also on that uh, the gaming industry is very strong to build communities uh, and uh, and foster these communities.
2: And I'd like to add uh, and to relate with your son's story that again, like uh, younger generations now, they they don't go to social media. Our social networks now—the place where they they connect and where they get together—are on gaming platforms. So that's another thing.
0: Well, the next, yeah, the next, the next big social media is going to be a gaming platform, and that's that's the reason also why Meta is is heavily uh, investing in there.
1: Really, that will be interesting to see.
0: Absolutely, I think uh, we're going to see that we're going we're going to see you know same as we have a billion of users going to. Uh, uh, we, we already see, you know, arguably Roblox, Fortnite, or Minecraft are not metaverses because what we describe at the be- beginning as metaverse they, it doesn't exist today. Uh, it's not going to be like tomorrow, you know, hey, official announcement, metaverse is here. No, I think we're going to see an evolution, different iteration, and uh, and, and glimpses, and we start to see glimpses, or, or we can squint and start to see what, you know, what, what what's uh, the closest experience to a metaverse. Uh, is a, what is available today is yeah these these gaming platforms, but they are games they are not metaverses um, uh, and you know, a, a lot of people are, are very vocal on on, on the internet uh, about this and I agree with them but um, but I think uh, uh, you know talking about the, the, this platform and how many people are on there I mean uh, uh, we know that uh, Fortnite has got uh, uh, you know close to three hundred thousand monthly active users and and uh, you know, Minecraft and and Roblox are a bit lower than this, probably in the two hundred million, uh, but so but also having uh, m- millions of people coming every day, so there, there's already massive communities, uh, and and the the, the, the the these three games have got uh, two or three things in common. The first one is uh, they are multi-screen, multi-platform. That means that regardless of the platform you have, you can play with your friends. So I'm on PlayStation, you're on Xbox, and Vero is on. Uh, on PC, we still can play together. Uh, the other thing is also that um, uh, there are user-generated base, so you can you can change the rules of the game. So it's a bit like having a, um, uh, an interactive playground where you can meet after school and you know uh, and gossip about what's happening at school, uh, and you can set the rules and say, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to be. Uh, uh, a cop, and you're gonna be the the the, the burglar, and 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 we we're we gonna race each other, or, or let's uh, let's let's say we're superheroes, and you're that superhero and I'm this superhero and and let's play together. So I think uh, uh, we, we see these glimpses, and, and these are indicators of what's you know the the innovative creativity. Uh, it's a canvas, actually. This is a good word. I like the fact that. What we're talking about uh, with the Metaverse is a new canvas for creativity, art, and, and, and digital creation, uh, and, and for also everyone, because everybody on the Metaverse is a builder. Everybody can build something and share it already on met- on Minecraft and all these games.
1: I love that about the creativity and it being a new canvas. That's a very interesting way to look at it. Um, so I want to circle back to how you said that these games, Fortnite, Uh, Minecraft, Roblox, they are not metaverses. So which metaverses do exist today?
0: It's difficult to say because there's no pure definition in the dictionary about what a metaverse is. Uh, We mentioned the three games which are the most popular, but there are other platforms that are so-called metaverses today, and they are getting closer, which is Sandbox and Decentraland or Zepeto. Um, But uh, the, the main difference between the latter and the former is the latter, Sandbox and Decentraland, uh, based on tokens and crypto, and uh, or blockchain uh, rather. Uh, so they are slightly moving into decentralized uh, um, systems, which we're getting more technical right now. But while the, the three previous ones are, are, are mainly Web 2 and, and centralized, um, uh, the main difference is actually the ownership. If you're playing um, Roblox, for example, the day uh, Roblox decides to pull the plug and say, um, right, you know, this is it. We decided to uh, discontinue this game. You don't have any ownership on, on, uh, on everything you buy. Um, it's uh, your license, basically, the right to use it in that ecosystem. And uh, so that, that's the principle of ownership of centralized um, organization and as, as such. It's the same with uh, uh, all, all the big uh, uh, you know, uh, entertainment companies uh, right now where you buy music or access, you're only licensing it. You don't have any rights to own and, 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 and keep it. Well, the, the promise of uh, yeah, the, the blockchain-based uh, NFT technologies and, and, and smart contracts is the fact that you can actually own uh, uh, the digital assets and uh, regardless and, and, and inter- in, interoperate these assets and, and move it to different uh, ecosystems. Uh, this is a very powerful uh, promise. Um, still, you know, it needs to be... Uh, delivered, yeah. Probably sandbox and Decentralina are the closest thing we we have, we have uh, uh, of a uh, so called metaverse from from uh, an entertainment point of view today. And The communities are a lot smaller, but they are significant. But we are we're talking about below uh, uh, a million people per month. It's uh, probably hundreds in hundreds of thousands of people coming every month on these platforms.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, I agree with 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 that. And also, one of uh, to remark, no, the the big promise of the metaverse. Also, one of them is the interoperability, and I think that is one of the big challenges of uh, the metaverse in general. And but I do agree that yeah, the sandbox or decentralized like one of the the ones that are closer. Uh, to, to that right uh, and just to like a uh, refresh if, if it helps w- we always like to mention i'm a fan of matthew ball uh, he's like uh, my personal metaverse guru and he always talk about like uh, the characteristics of the metaverse of course there are many as Fab said like many visions of what the metaverse is but yeah the 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 ones that he, uh, he mentions, and I think it's many in the industries probably are considering it's about like the persistence, uh, the ex- existing in real time, the, that can hold like huge or big audiences, the interoperability and personalization and economy, functional and sustainable economy. And of course, like the combination of physical and virtual worlds. So based on that, if we consider those type of things, also that's why I, I believe there are no metaverse
1: yet. Right. So uh, admittedly going a little off our talking points here, I just wanna wanna ask. So if you had to if you had to guess or educated guess, hypothesize um, when we would see a metaverse exist? Are we talking? A year, five years, 10 years, how close are we to, to having
2: a metaverse exist? Being very positive, the closest might be like three to five years from now. But I'm confident because there are we see that there are a lot of companies investing and working and doing things already.
0: As I said earlier, it, it's not going to be a switch where it's like, you know, even in two or three or five, five years, like, hey, 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 you know, this is it, you know, this is the launching. So what we're going to see is an evolution of, of different uh, pilots or prototypes. But uh, I think that what, what prevents us from saying that yeah, it already exists, that you, especially when you talk about, uh, you know, I think, a lot of people get confused, including myself at the beginning, is between Metaverse and Web3. And, and, and Metaverse is this evolution of uh, the end game of uh, what the internet uh, potentially will be and, and moving it from a, a 2D browser uh, kind of experience to a 3D more persistence and all the word we've described earlier. Uh, well, the Web3 is actually the, the uh, an evolving term that refers to the emerging initiatives and in technology that are leveraging technology, right? Like blockchain and tokenization and... Uh, to build actually the more distributed data layer into the internet. So the and th- the reason I mentioned this Web three is that uh, in order to move into uh, uh, th- that era fully, uh, there's a number of uh, protocols or, or, or pillars uh, 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 or stand- standards that are yet to be defined. Uh, the same way as at uh, the beginning of the internet, like Pharaohs mentioned earlier, uh, you know uh, there there were different experiments, and then suddenly we had the you know, uh, uh, I mean different protocol like uh, URL or, you know, or, or the cookies and, and uh, all simple stuff like that that became, uh, uh, you know, a, a very important uh, elements of what of our experience in today of the internet. And so these are yet to be defined, but they are being defined now right now. I mean, there's a lot of work. Uh, and so I, I think, yeah, you could... And, and the Web3 is moving very fast also.
1: You mentioned that there are organizations working on on this and and moving some moving faster than others. What do you think organizations can do to face the challenges of the metaverse?
2: First, because of all the the, the companies that are reaching out to to uh, we see a lot of them are approaching just because they they heard about the buzzfeed and they just say okay. It, some of them they just want okay I want to do this or I have to I want to have presence in X platform and so on. But what we always try to encourage them is to start thinking uh, about like a more holistic uh, view of the metaverse. So to understand first what are we talking about the metaverse and how the metaverse can can uh, provide them new opportunities. Okay. And how the metaverse can connect with their current uh, models and channels and experiences and so on. So I would like to suggest them, like to uh, yeah, to start. Uh, it's the time to, to to start investing on on analyzing and building their their new like a metaverse strategy. And also, like to start testing eh, to to start seeing first, also, where again, I mentioned the communities where their current communities are, okay? Whether they are already uh, connecting or, or on some metaverse or me- proto metaverse platforms, or where they are, or, or whether potential communities, are, or users, or clients can be found or can join uh, their metaverses, okay? That's one of the things because we're seeing lots of companies coming and just wanted to do one-shot thing, which a lot of times they, they could be good, but they should think about what is the main, the final goal uh, of entering the met, uh, into the metaverse.
1: So about marketing in the metaverse, um, how do you think marketing is gonna be impacted how possible is it going to be for a user to filter content? How targeted are companies going to be able to be? How, how do you see marketing being impacted um, in the future with the Metaverse?
2: I think they are already companies are already uh, working on marketing initiatives and they are finding like new opportunities on these on, on this, uh, scenarios okay, and we we are seeing examples and, and cases already, like the, the most popular ones are, I think, and because of the nature of the industries, for example, fashion industry or, like, a uh, music industry, or uh, we're seeing how they are finding new channels, okay, and we like to talk about, like, now these new economies, like, the, through marketing that started through marketing and now these new channels that start to appear. I like to mention that till now we have like the models like physical to physical, like the traditional retail. Then you have like physical to digital with the e-commerce. Okay. And then probably virtual to virtual, like the things that were happening inside the games. Right. And now with the metaverse, uh, the new things, could be like a, okay now we have like let's say virtual to physical something that could happen within this virtual world okay that then can translate or end on the physical world and the opposite physical to virtual okay something that can start from the physical and ending on the virtual and examples of these are when the one virtual to physical, for example, the most popular, you might have heard, is like Valencia or Louis Vuitton or this, all these high-end brands that found a place like on inside uh, games like Roblox, Fortnite, and so on. And they had like these virtual uh, items that were a huge success inside of these virtual platforms. And then they end up, like uh, probably creating, like the that virtual item converting to the physical one, or in other case, they, they just remain uh, virtual. But they are finding these new uh, channels, these new products, and these new services within the metaverse or virtual world. Let's say better.
0: Yeah, you you will have more interactive advertising. Uh and uh, you already can see that today is like moving into virtual world where you have virtual shops and or well, digital shops, digital experiences, and uh, you can see it on Sandbox and Decentraland, definitely. So I think that's that's definitely one. But I think generally speaking, there's there's tons of uh, innovation for uh, 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 that, that can be done as uh, Vero just explained,
2: and also new data that it will be available because uh, let's remember that we're moving from a 2D, let's say e-commerce to this 3D environment. So the information that you will be able to get for, from the users in these 3D environments will be even more, more uh, rich. But which lead us <laughs> also to the other, if we jump to the other side, uh, if I jump to my position as a consumer or as a user, it's a challenge because also like related to data privacy, but it's another subject and another challenge that uh, we will have. And so I always like to put like both sides, like uh, the, the opportunities, okay, in the, uh, let's say with marketing in the metaverse, but then like the benefits opportunities for companies, but then the, how we have to be also uh, responsible about taking care of, uh, of users. Mm-hmm. So it will be again another challenge there. Privacy
0: is a challenge. But but interestingly also that the, the 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 other advocate also can say that the users will have will be empowered to define where, when and how they want to engage with brands. Uh, and uh, you know, the promise on paper also the of uh, this decentralization should be because it's decentralized, there's less centralization of the data. But That said, it's true that privacy uh, and regulation around that needs to be tighter, and there's a lot of questions are are being asked about that today, yeah.
1: How possible will it be to establish a difference between the real, surreal, and virtual reality?
0: I think that, and potentially a a huge challenge. Uh, If we already see today uh, the the difficulty to, uh, uh have the see the difference between uh, uh, um, uh, yeah the, the reality uh, and uh, the digital uh, reality uh, it's the, what we call the uncanny valley also uh, this is super challenging and you know when we see how social media can impact the, the geopolitics or, or, or the, uh, the elections uh, we we can want, we, we start to wonder how uh, you know uh, The the use of uh, AI, super real um, digitalization of people and voices uh, can impact uh, and be used by the wrong people uh, into uh, you know manipulation or 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 cyber um, uh, terrorism uh, or just uh, you know fraud generally speaking. So I think it it is a a definitely a, 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 a. Scary. Uh, if you look at it uh, from from the bad angle, it could be quite scary. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and and I think uh, when asked, uh, there was some survey I, I watched. That a majority of people can already say that it's they're struggling to to um, differentiate the the real and and the the digital uh, um, or synthetic replication of uh, the reality.
2: I would like to add that again, something related to to children because uh, also I, I, I was looking at the information regarding like virtual reality, which is related, of course, with uh, these virtual worlds and metaverse. And something also, it will be important because there are studies that are disencouraging, like they are saying, okay, kids uh, younger than 13 years old, they should not be uh, experiences or uh, playing with uh, VR, for example, right? Because at a cognitive and physical level, it's like they are still developing, and like these virtual experiences can be especially impacting. Like it, it could be very confusing for them because they are not already developed at uh, defining like what's real and what's unreal. Mm-hmm. So that's a, another challenge that that we have because. A lot of gaming platforms, of course, are, are also oriented to to children, but with virtual reality, we have to be very careful with that also. And of course, all the current challenges that we have on on the current internet uh, related to bullying and and yeah, and mental health things and so on. So trying to differentiate between what's real and unreal, and especially on these spaces where we can be anyone we want to be in any space that we want or we can imagine, yes, it will be also a a challenge. And we should be uh, careful and responsible when building that.
0: Yeah, as I said earlier, it was like uh, there's a survey that says that well over 60% of uh, of uh, consumers lack the confidence in recognizing, uh, you know, the difference between deep fake videos or synthetic uh, content, uh, which is, uh, yeah, this uh, could have uh, a drastic impact. The other thing also it's uh, you know, talking about uh, um, uh, actually uh, content um, filtering uh, is, of course, you know, uh, how do you, when, when you're in a game, you have an edge gate and you enter the edge gate and there's some content that are locked. And the same way as if you're watching uh, Netflix or other or, or platform, uh, you, 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 you would have uh, content filtering on the internet. You can do that. Those well are on YouTube. But uh, how about uh, uh, filtering uh, content, uh, uh, adult, more, more adult content when you're on, on an open world? Uh, and also regarding the avatar, I think it's uh, there, there's question about how do you... Um, Represent diversity, but but uh, how much diversity uh, or realism do you want uh, to uh, uh, share with a, a younger audience? Uh, it's okay to have a um, you know a, kind of a Lego uh, type of avatar system. Where it's safe to mix uh, different uh, genre uh, or, or or different outfit, but if you start to be uh, more real uh, as the content and, uh, and sexualized content, uh, then you know is it appropriate for, for the right target audience? So how do you filter that? I think it's it's one of the challenge also, uh, both on regulation but also from a, um, a creative point of view. How, how do you how do you um, regulate that experience elegant manner for users?
1: So, in regards to diversity in the metaverse relating to identity and avatars, what are some of the things that we
2: might see? I think it, we will see in, again communities demanding more diversity because even I have some numbers, let me say, from studies. They are saying that 60, 61% said that they needed more representation okay, on the avatars. So, if we're talking about like a metaverse, that it will be places where communities and people uh, have to feel welcome and include and so on. Yes, we we will have to start thinking about more diverse representations. And I'm not talking only about like gender uh, representation. I'm talking about, uh, let's say, people with disabilities or things related to accessibility also, which are, in. Most, not most, but a lot of uh, times, uh, on current even uh, 2D platforms or website, already not being able to join. I think
0: avatar is uh, definitely an important element, and I, I can see this with a uh, you know all the different market research I've done working at gaming. But even when I look at my son and his friends playing, the amount of time uh, they they spend uh, customizing. Uh, their, their avatar is just mind blowing, um, and, uh, um, and it's as important. Sometimes uh, you know, Roblox uh, as if he's uh, it is as important when he's dressing up to go out and to birthday party. Uh, this is this is very important. But the other interesting elements is that uh, building your avatar in any of these games or, or, or universes. Uh, gives you the opportunity to be whatever you want so in some people want to recreate who they are in the real world but a lot of people just want to be something completely different so uh, a, a male might want to be a, a, a female uh, or or, uh, uh, or someone might want to be a, a um, um, a troll or uh, a robot, or you know, uh, any kind of thing. So I think, uh, and uh, we see this in, the, of course, the 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 the, the, the film uh, Ready Player One. Uh, it's how uh, you know, so some of these characters are completely different uh, in the real world as they are compared to, to to the virtual world. I think it's a choice, but uh, definitely people want customization, and also depending on the mood, they will want to be a different character. Uh, so which opens. Huge opportunity for because of customization. It's uh, huge opportunity for monetization, of course. You know, and this is the reason why uh, um, fashion branding are are just all over uh, the Metaverse right now.
2: I just remember another thing because it's like our alter egos. Also, like where I can create my avatar as my alter ego. There's another thing that companies should consider that it's that's another model, like a considering business to it's like they will be not be selling to the end user, but to their alter ego on this platform. So that's another way to not only monetize, but yet to consider that your users uh, are not like uh, your, your end user, but it's their alter ego in, in those metaverses or, or platforms. So it's a different profile, right? and the point is that probably on on a metaverse on a virtual world let's say my alter ego is that I I want to be like a rock star i don't know and so in the virtual world you should be selling or like a, yeah offering things to the vendor rock star and not the product <laughs> manager Veto in real life
1: Your avatar might be a representation of yourself, a rock star, a kitten, or whatever you like, but chances are you're going to be immersed in the metaverse sooner than later. Of course, there are many challenges on the way, but the foundations for these virtual worlds interacting with the physical one are already in place. And as Veronica and Fabian mentioned, in just a few years, the evolution will become a revolution. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more insights on season two of Unscripted Tech, a Globent original podcast where we reflect on developments that will shape our future. To learn more about how we seek reinvention, go to Globent.com and follow our show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.